You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And you're listening to The Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. And today we're going to be previewing the Arizona Cardinals, who are the next opponent for the New York Giants. A good opportunity for them to get back on track after two straight losses. This Cardinals team currently has a 2-3-1 and one record on the season, and their past two wins have been against teams that are in the bottom tier of the NFL as far as their record being the Atlanta Falcons and the Cincinnati Bengals. Like we typically do, we're going to be giving our offensive game plan and our defensive game plan. And our first offensive game plan point is very, very important because there's a very good shot. We have Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram back as they practiced fully today. And it is a first chance to finally have some support for Daniel Jones, unlike what he had against the New England Patriots last week. Jones will actually have a run game for, well, he should have a run game really for the first time since he started. Because even against Tampa Bay, they took away the Giants' run game. Barkley only had about 10 yards before he got injured. So against the Cardinals' defense, the Giants should be able to get some yardage on the ground. Hopefully, if Barkley is able to play, that is very, very key for finally having a run game. Against the Washington Redskins, they were able to have an effective day on the ground with Wayne Gallman, but he then went out with a concussion against the Minnesota Vikings. So having him back, having Evan Ingram back after missing one game due to an MCL sprain, very, very helpful Still nothing confirmed that they're going to be playing, but still a pretty good sign that the both of them are fully practicing today. So another player, though, that is coming back, and this one is for the Arizona Cardinals. This Cardinals defense has struggled a lot in the first six weeks of the season, and they're getting back one of the best corners in the league, and that is Patrick Peterson. Chris, how much do you think that's going to improve an already very, very weak secondary. Well, it, it will definitely improve their secondary. It will also give them a little bit more flexibility in how they call their coverages. Because with a player like Patrick Peterson, they can put him on one of the Giants receivers and really kind of take that player out of the game. And then that will allow them to double team another receiver or have free up a player to send on blitzes or really do things like that. The rest of their secondary is pretty young, and as we've seen with the Giants, that is not a great recipe. There is absolutely a learning curve there. Having Peterson back will help, but there's also going to be those young guys who make young DB mistakes. Their secondary being young is a very key thing to acknowledge here. Having him back and having a veteran guy like Patrick Peterson is going to help them. He's good enough 
we've seen in earlier on in his career that he is going to be able to lock down whoever he is covering. Um, whoever the number one receiver for the Giants is this week, most likely going to be Golden Tate if Sterling Shepard does not play. Um, but he'll be able to lock them down. But that does not, like you said, make up for mistakes that the other players in their secondary are going to make. You can only do so much at the corner position if you lock your guy down and you stop him, but there's not a ton of a pass rush being generated. And additionally, if those young guys in the secondary, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, are also making mistakes, making blown coverages. That's going to leave some issues and some potential holes. Now, for communication purposes, though, he might be able to help them out. He might be able to make sure that they're in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and that is kind of an overlooked key, I think, to secondary play. That's something the Giants really struggled with last year with Curtis Riley at free safety and just a lack of communication. Peterson should help take some of the pressure off of that young young secondary, but he isn't going to single-handedly transform it. This Cardinals defense has given up a significantly egregious amount of yards in the first weeks of the season to the point where they've given up the third most amount per game. Now, they've played some pretty strong offenses in some of those weeks. Still does not take away from the fact that they're having some pretty poor performances defensively. Looking at this depth chart and this roster from top to bottom on defense, besides Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs, who are having decently good years, who do they really have? What other threats do they actually have on this defense? Not many, at least not many really established guys. I would have thought that by now we could count Hassan Redick as a player like that, but he just has not really lived up to the promise he showed coming out of college. I don't know if maybe injury has had an effect there or if maybe James Betcher being or departing, I suppose is probably the best term, has kind of derailed and he's a square peg in a round hole. But beyond Jones and Suggs, there really and Patrick Peterson, there really aren't all that many guys on that defense, at least not established ones. Now, Jones and Suggs, they're getting up there in years, but they're still pretty good. The two of them can only really do so much. They, Like I said, they've had a decently productive year, four sacks for the both of them. But if you're just looking at some of these names, there's so many first-year or second-year players, uh, some in their third year that are still developing. Some of the names that are most notable, Zach Allen from Boston College, Deontay Thompson from Alabama, Byron Murphy from Washington. That's three rookies that are listed as starters on this defense. Um, additionally, Buda Baker, who was a pro bowler as a special teamer, is still a guy that's figuring himself out as a young player, not really taking that next step so far this season. And another player that hasn't panned out to their potential is Hassan Reddick. So there's just a ton of players on here that when you look at them, it makes sense why they're having so many defensive issues facing good offenses and why they're giving up so many yards. If anything, I would argue that this this defense has some younger and less developed players than the Giants do. And I think, again, that's the reason why they're having their issues. That being said, they might not That doesn't mean that they're not going to develop and get better, but right now, that is an obvious glaring hole that you have two players in the secondary and one on the defensive line that have very minimal snaps under their belt. I would try to caution people not to overlook 
Arizona because they are having these issues because they are young and they've got, like I said, a trio of starters who are still developing, a few more who still have yet to really live up to their draft position. But as Giants fans well know, young guys can step up. All of a, The light can come on and guys can have really good games. They can have a matchup that really works for them or maybe figure something out and all of a sudden have something click and maybe take that next step in their development. That's just something to be aware of as you look ahead to this game. Because a lot of these guys are players I really liked coming out of the draft. You know, Zach Allen was great at Boston College. Uh, Secondary players from Washington were great coming coming out of that school. The potential is there. Now, whether or not we see it this game, obviously Giants fans are hoping they take a take another week before they before the light comes on certainly the talent is there and these were a lot of guys that had tremendous upside and it has not really hit yet obviously the rookies still have a ton of time for it to hit some guys are in a longer period of time in their career and it still has not come around so a lot of upside a lot of talent so they could have big games I'm not really counting on it considering their performances in the first few weeks now the last thing that we're going to take a look at for the offense is what do, do the Giants need to do in their approach to this game offensively? You know, I'm going to basically go dirt simple and say the things they didn't do against Minnesota and New England. Sustain drives, convert third downs, and score points. You know, the We're going to get to Arizona's offense in a couple minutes here, but the Giants' offense cannot leave their defense out to dry again. They have really outside of the Tampa Bay game struggled to score points offensively. We've seen a few games where they haven't really converted third downs and sustained drives and taken their share of the time of possession. They need to get those things going and they need to make sure to get Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram involved in the game plan. Those guys are too athletic, too dynamic. They're too good for them to not have good games. This is not an offense that they can allow to dominate in time of possession because if you do that, they will light up the scoreboard. There's a pretty decent chance that this game might end up being a shootout considering the offensive production that they are accumulating so far this year. Kyler Murray um, has put up a lot of numbers and we're going to get to that very soon. So the Giants offense just like you said, needs to do what they've been unable to do in the last few games, which is finish drives, put points on the board, uh, take advantage of opportunities and any turnovers that happen in the game. They need to be efficient. They need to be clean. And hopefully having Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are enough to really light a spark and a fire underneath this Giants offense. Hopefully that will also kind of create the opportunities to get the other players, Golden Tate, uh, Sterling Shepard, if he's back. To me, that would kind of be a surprise, even with the mini bye week they got. Two concussions in a month, I would almost hope the Giants take their time with him and he doesn't kind of rush through the protocol. That's just for his own sake, never mind the team. But hopefully getting Angram and Barkley going, letting the offense run through them 
will create opportunities for the other players. Now that is how this Cardinals team looks on defense. Now we're going to take a look at their offense and discuss what the Giants need to do if they want to slow them down. But before we do that, we're going to take a very quick commercial break. When you talk about this offense, the first immediate thing that comes to mind is the air raid and then Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is really such a rare athlete playing at the position because he's so small and compact, yet he has a cannon for an arm and he's extremely mobile and able to navigate the pocket, get out of it, and make throws on the run. Chris, how are you really able to limit a guy that is so athletic and that is the embodiment of something that the league has really never even seen? Uh, hmm. I would say the front seven has to bring their A game, but they also have to be, and this is really tough for defensive players, be disciplined in how they attack him. The Giants are going to need penetration up the middle, but also contain on the outside so Murray doesn't get away from their pass rush because like you said he is just dynamic electric he has the ability to outrun most defenders but because his center of gravity is so low he can change directions you know on a dime like Darren Sproles and he can also throw the ball from pretty much any platform thanks to his baseball background and he can throw it far and accurately he is a real problem for offenses or sorry for defenses <laughs> he he has such a unique skill set like you pointed out he's almost built like a running back and the arm talent of an elite quarterback now we don't know what his career is going to pan out but he's so far we have seen him be an issue for teams he actually is the reigning nfc offensive player of the week from this past week, but as far as slowing him down, you pointed it out and you touched on this already, is that their defensive ends, the Giants' defensive ends, need to be very sound and contain him and suffocate the pocket. Do not allow him to find lanes because you're not in the right place, you're not gap sound, um, you're not smart in those pass rush situations, and allow him to get out of the pocket because once he does that, he's able to do exactly what he wants to do because he once he gets out of that pocket he can extend the play he can find somebody towards the end of the route or he can choose to tuck it and run which we've seen him do pretty well in the past few games another thing that's worth noting and we see this often in these air raid quarterbacks is that they're very risky in their decision making they're not afraid to throw the ball in very very tight situations because They're always looking for that big play, that home run, and hoping something miraculous happens. It could be first and 10 on the 20-yard line, and they could be hoping for a touchdown. Uh, We see it with Patrick Mahomes. We see it with Baker Mayfield. It's not uncommon to see air raid quarterbacks be risky in their decision-making. So for that reason, and he's thrown four interceptions, they need to punish him for it. If he throws the ball in in a tight window... They need to be aggressive. They need to get after the ball. They need to get and force turnovers. If you if you force him to make those mistakes, you can completely punish him for it. 
Speaking of Pat Mahomes and Baker Mayfield, there's something these three guys have in common, and that is Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury is Murray's coach right now. He coached Baker Mayfield at Texas Tech before he transferred over to Oklahoma, and he coached Patrick Mahomes before he was drafted by the Chiefs. And the other thing these guys from an air raid background have is really the belief that balance on offense isn't a ratio between run plays and pass plays, but rather deep plays and short plays. They don't particularly care how yards get made as long as the ball's moving and moving in the right direction, obviously. So they want to force a defense to defend the entire field, sideline to sideline, line of scrimmage to the end zone. And that stresses defenses really in ways that the NFL does not see all that often. The Eagles tried it with Chip Kelly and it worked for a bit. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams made awesome use of that philosophy as the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner. But getting the players to who can really execute that at the NFL level is tricky. Right now, it looks like the Cardinals might be on the right track to being able to do that, especially with Kyler Murray and just all of the ways Kingsbury can use him, you know, as a thrower, as a runner, uh, as a receiver at times. It's really going to stress the Giants' defense, and it's going to stress the front seven. It's going to stress the secondary. They are going to have to be on their toes and they're going to have to be disciplined such a difficult task for this Giants defense who has had some issues against some high-powered offenses they're coming off of a good performance so hopefully they take some of that momentum and carry it forward into this game another thing that needs to be talked about here for this offense is like you said they try to stretch the field as much as possible another thing that they like to do is use their two athletic running backs that they have in David Johnson and also Chase Edmonds, who has been a nice little weapon for them, who is also compact and small and quick, exactly like Kyler Murray. So we see a lot of wheel routes, a lot of swing passes out of the backfield, uh, efforts to get them in space and allow them to pick up some chunk plays when those deep passing concepts aren't there. Basically a, a dump off in some scenarios, but they do tend to scheme opportunities for them so that is another thing that that this Giants defense needs to be aware of is that they have two very good weapons that are not just receivers and not just their quarterback David Johnson lost a year to injury and I think people kind of forgot about him yeah out of sight out of mind he is a really really good running back he's a good running back and he's also a good receiver Watching the Arizona Cardinals in preparation for this week, Edmonds took me by surprise as well. He is, like you say, compact and very quick. Quick as a receiver, and he's quick as a runner. That I'm not going to say they've got a better stable of running backs with than the Giants do, because Saquon Barkley is all of those things, and he never needs to come off the field. But it's something to, again, for the defense to be aware of. And... 
the Cardinals aren't just like a four wide team, even though they use four wide receivers more than the rest of the NFL put together. They do also have quite a few snaps with both of their running backs on the field. That is also something you don't see a whole lot of in the NFL. You see a fair amount of running back and fullback, but two running backs who can both run the ball and both be dangerous receivers is, again, something I think defenses aren't terribly used to seeing at the NFL level. Two FCS running backs that they have from smaller schools that have been very, very productive. They're going to be another issue that the Giants are going to need to deal with in this game. Now, there's one position group that they might actually have a pretty significant advantage against, and that is their offensive line, which is filled with some cast-offs, some inconsistent players, and a lot of guys that just have not played up to their potential. Chris, how do you think that they can use their weak offensive line play to their advantage? I would say this is the Giants' defensive line. They're front four, front five, however you want to count it between defensive tackles and edge players, this is their time to shine. This could be where the game is won or lost. The Cardinals' offensive line has been, I think, the weak link in their offense. Now, their scheme and Kyler Murray's ability to just run around and play outside of the pocket to scramble, extend plays, run the read option do all of those things kind of helps neutralize the problems they have on the offensive line. But if they're getting dominated up front, that is going to limit what the Cardinals are able to do on offense. As bad as this offensive line has been for them, it almost hasn't mattered a ton because Kyler Murray is so quick to get out of the pocket. And like we were talking about him earlier, is he likes to roll out, find some room, be comfortable, and throw from a running position. So Kyler Murray has found ways to work around it. That does not mean, though, that the Giants do not have an opportunity to rack up some pretty big sack numbers. They've had a past few games um, in which they've done that with Marcus Golden, Lorenzo Carter, uh, even uh, Dexter Lawrence has been able to get some sacks in the past few games. So allowing those guys to run free and make some plays I think is going to be very key for taking advantage of a weak offensive line unit. So to wrap things up though, Chris, what do you think needs to be their approach to this game defensively? Like we were just saying, I think it starts up front with the defensive line and the edge players. Let them do what they can to contain Murray, disrupt the disrupt the Cardinals offense, contain their running game if they can. And then on the back end, we've been saying it, you know, pretty much every week, let those guys play as aggressively as possible. Arizona does like to stack receivers and get free releases. They like to use the RPO, which is tough for any defense to defend. They are going to stress the Giants secondary but the Giants are going to have to do whatever they can to really keep those passing windows as small as possible and throw off Murray's timing as much as possible. Because if the Cardinals 
get into a rhythm, the Giants could be in trouble. Another thing that's really important for their game plan on defense is possibly using a significant amount more of nickel and dime uh, packages than they typically do just because of how frequently they throw the ball. You can only almost assume that they're going to come out and throw the ball in most situations because of how much they've done it in the first uh, six games of the season. So being prepared for that, being prepared for these deep passing concepts and almost assuming that they're going to be attacking them that way might be the best approach to this. Just being prepared for pretty much anything that can possibly be thrown at them. I think another another thing, too, that needs to be noted from watching their film is that they find themselves in a lot of third and longs because they'll pick up a sack here or there, and they'll also have incomplete passes trying to throw past the first down markers. So if they do end up in third and long, they cannot allow them to convert on those plays. Really, the Giants need to almost flip the script compared to what we've seen with their offense where they get put in difficult third down situations and then just cannot convert. They aren't allowed to convert. For me, if there's one guy I'm almost interested to see if he gets any play, that would be Julian Love because I think he's only gotten a couple snaps on defense all year. Uh, He got one against New England. I think he got one against Dallas. He might have picked up another defensive snap in one of the other games. The, The Giants are trying to convert him to free safety, but he was a cornerback in college. Perhaps that kind of hybrid skill set could come in handy against the Cardinals and how they like to call a defense, and maybe they use him in some dime sets. Yeah, whatever defensive backs they have, maybe they'll try and use them, and maybe that will be an effective approach because you almost can't prepare for this game like you would normally because of how unique their personnel are and how unique this offense is. All right, folks, that's going to be it from us. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Wherever you listen to us, make sure you subscribe, rate, and give us a review. Give us some feedback on what you think. Also, be sure to follow us on social media, at BigBlueView on Twitter. You can also follow Chris and I, at Joe DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N-E, and at RaptorMKII for Chris. Also, follow the Big Blue View Instagram, at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Thank you for tuning in, folks. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.